1: that's weird hey now so (laughs) there's no this is like totally different than the last time that we used talk show uh two years ago or so but uh welcome to the cornfield everybody and uh this is earl and the colonel and today we're going to be talking about uh we're going to be doing something uh, that we used to do on the show a lot where we would pick a movie and recast them with uh baseball personalities players or people associated with the game and uh tonight we're going to be doing the big lebowski
0: so say hello to the kids the colonel i am so excited just hearing you say welcome to the cornfield just invigorates me and the fact no.
1: how did we how did how did we used to screw that up we used to say welcome to the um, just like talk shoe oh, or cor, cor, corn shoe. Welcome to the oh, corn shoe.
0: Corn shoe. I think that's right.
1: Yeah. I think we used to but, say corn shoe a lot. Yeah.
0: What I'm most proud of is the fact that this is your idea. This is this, 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 okay. this concoction is yours, but the idea of, did I come up with the big Lebowski idea? Was this mine? Yeah, I believe it was. Okay. Okay. Cause I, I, I feel, I feel like, Finally, like I'm a contributor. <laughs> all go. the ideas, all the ideas are yours. Well, if so, you go back into our archives, you will see
1: that we've done this many a time. Uh, Jaws. Uh, I can't even. I can't even think of the movies that we did. But we did. Oh we did God, a ton of
0: them. No, 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 The best what? one was the Shawshank Redemption.
1: Shawshank Redemption,
0: right? Yeah. Uh, that yeah. was. That was. That was the best one um gosh let me let me think of some of the others that we did um we didn't do we didn't no i know we didn't do fast times but i have a feeling that if i come up with uh we did a league of their own right Mm -hmm. we we did star wars sure remember doing star wars
1: oh god i don't remember anything well (laughs) the uh the the perils of the perils of drinking too much
0: you you had you told me the other were... you
1: told me the other day that um, that I had told you about some Roman emperor or whatever who oh, uh, no, 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 appointed no, no, his no. officials <laughs> based upon the, of the size of their penis and I called it a penocracy and I don't Absolutely remember that at true. all but,
0: appara- but apparently it's
1: it's it is something that, uh, that that I did do who knows so
0: so I'll give you I'll give you a quick rundown. Um, you did the 2005 congressional hearings on steroids as Dave Kulian Coo- Coo- <laughs> In uh, <laughs> what movie was that? Whoop. Dave Koulian uh, was the usual, uh, the usual suspects. suspects. Right. Don Wakamatsu as Kobayashi. <laughs> uh, okay. Mark Fidrich as Fenster. Oh, I don't want to. Um, I don't want to go down that hole. Let's not.
1: Let's not start repeating that stuff. The show will take forever if we're going to go. If we're going to do the old stuff. But that is funny. We I remember doing the Usual Suspects. That's funny.
0: Aaron Judge mm-hmm.
1: as Chewbacca. <laughs> <laughs> that was Star Wars. Yeah.
0: So well, tonight we're Willie doing McGee. the Big Lebowski. What's that? Willie McGee as as who? As as uh, where was it? as Marla Hooch. <laughs> oh
1: okay. Um, what a player! What a player! Um, so tonight we're doing 1998's well, like, The Big Lebowski. Famously directed by the Coen Brothers, written and directed by the Coen Brothers, starring Jeff Bridges as the dude. And as many people here know, or i have listened to the show know that I've uh, fashioned my own personality a bit after the dude. Uh, grew my hair out long, uh, goatee just like the dude had. Did it for a Halloween party that I was going to go to. Planned it out like six months ahead of time and then never went to the Halloween party. So that sounds like something the dude would do.
0: Now, tell me about uh, Jeff, you know about Jeff Dowd, who is someone who I don't know Jeff very Jeff Dowd
1: was friends with uh, the Coens, um, mm-hmm. I think lived in the same apartment building as them uh, when they were out there. It was uh,
0: the Coens, uh, God, who's they the They did Blood that, uh, Simple, was that Blood Simple? Blood Simple, I read...
1: yeah, yeah, but uh, it was even before that when they were doing like play, playwright stuff. Um, one of them is married to who's the actress Susan Fargo.
0: Yeah, Francis McDormand.
1: Right, Francis McDormand. I think Francis McDormand's roommate was Holly Hunter. And oh my. They all kind of knew each other and whatever. Yeah. Um, I don't. I don't think Holly Hunter ever dated one of the two of them, but uh, it is what it is. Anyway, um, yeah, Jeff Dowd was, uh, I guess, a famous stoner type. neer do well. Um, <laughs> do you have a job? <laughs> you know what day it is. Wednesday. <laughs> um, Wednesday, right? I'm just going to be throw- just going to be throwing a lot of a lot of uh, dude quotes out there today. Um, but this movie came out in 1998, set I think in 1991 during the first Gulf War. Uh, Saddam Hussein. Uh, there's some references to that um, uh, throughout throughout the movie. Uh, so it's kind of interesting. You know, it, it, in a weird way, it was a period piece. Um, but the idea behind it um, was kind of a throwback to the old private second movies of of the 40s and 50s, yeah, and 40s film noir. Um, Big Sleep being one of them, you know, like Phil Marlowe, uh, those those type of things. Uh, the uh, multi Falcon, blah 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 blah. A lot of those movies always had to do had to deal. The central plot was a MacGuffin, which is really it's something that doesn't matter. And in this case, the kidnapping of Bunny Lebowski really is, and the and almost the, um, the briefcase full of money. Uh, both of those kind of serve as the MacGuffin in this in, in this story. It's really a movie about nothing, if you think about it. You know, it's these characters. Um, did you know that he, Lebowski is in every single scene in the movie? He's in every
0: scene in the movie?
1: Every scene in the movie. He's present in every scene in the movie, which I was confused about because there's a scene where the nihilists or the diner having Lindenberry pancakes. Yeah. Um, but in the, uh, driving through the parking lot is Walter and the dude in, in Walter's van. Oh.
0: Uh, so, and they
1: did that specifically because one of the things with these private detective movies from the, from, from the forties, um, the main character was like in, these film the war movies, the main character was in every scene in the movie. So so he's there uh, in, in, in every in every little piece of the movie. So it's, it's eh, you know, just a little, something I found interesting about it.
0: Um, and, and you what was Ken- your
1: experience with it? Did you watch it when it first came out? No. Did you no. – yeah, neither did I. No, I didn't, I didn't watch one of – I actually hated it the first time I saw it. I didn't get it. I mean, I, I – I, don't really understand Los Angeles movies that take place in California, Los Angeles. i um, more of a New York guy. But it took me probably two or three viewings to start to like it, and then eventually to the point where it became one of my favorite movies.
0: There are a lot of people. In fact, when it came out, it was no to- – it, it was – it was not a very successful movie. I don't know if it was just poorly marketed or if it was just too gitchy or whatever it was, but well, it I was think not. It, and now, it's one of the biggest cult films.
1: Oh, sure. You know, of all fine, nobody knew like what
0: it was. Space. Nobody knew what it was supposed to be.
1: You know, right, right. You know, was it a comedy? Was it was it was it a? You know, what was it? What
0: even right now, it's still kind of hard to define. Well, d- did you ever see? Um, Oh, God, it's a John, uh, oh, gosh, Serial uh, Mom. You know the movie Serial sure. Mom? oh, yeah,
1: yeah, black, yeah, like black humor, yeah.
0: Black comedy, right?
1: Black comedy, yeah. Black
0: comedy. So there's a little bit of that in this. It's not a comedy. It, yeah, absolutely. It's, it's, it's a Coen Brothers movie.
1: Yeah. You know, how,
0: yeah, you know, I'm, so, yeah so.
1: You know, they got, and they got, Jeff Bridges at the time was, was, Still a, a pretty big hot commodity, you know. It was before his Oscar run, let's say, but uh, um, you know they had him portray basically someone who was a lot like himself, and, uh, and and it really worked out. I mean, he they wrote specific parts of the movie for specific people. Uh, John Goodman's character, Walter Selbcheck, um Jesus. Jesus, um, Donnie, those were all written for those those actors because, you know, they were all part of the Coen Brothers stable. But they wrote the movie without knowing exactly who they had in mind to play the dude until it came upon them to cast Jeff Bridges. And then they were, oh, yeah, of course, Jeff Bridges is the dude. You know, the dude is Jeff Bridges, you know. It it's, you know, came very simple for them, you know.
0: Yeah, you know, I was watching a movie the other day called Black Klansman. There? Can you hear me? Hello? Can you hear me? Yeah,
1: you just kind of disappeared there for a second. Oh.
0: Um, I was watching a movie the other day called Black Klansman.
1: Again, you're disappearing. What's going on?
0: I, I don't know, because I'm right here.
1: Hello? Yeah, you, you, your, your audio keeps dropping out. Are you, are you, okay. I can hear you now.
0: Okay. Yeah.
1: Is is that good? Yeah, that's good. What was happening? Were you going away from the microphone or something? No,pe not at all. Oh, okay. Okay, so so... let me know.
0: But there was a movie that I saw the other day called Black Klansman.
1: Yes, I saw it. It was great. It
0: was good. Uh, I'm I'm not. Yeah. There was a guy in there. I'm looking at and and I'm like, oh my god, this this guy is as ugly as Steve Buscemi. And, and I'm, But it's not Steve Buscemi. I could have sworn it was him. And apparently, <laughs> Mike, uh, he's another actor, Michael Buscemi, who's Steve Buscemi's brother. Oh, that's funny. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> not, not good, not good. But uh, it's kind of interesting. And obviously, uh, Steve Buscemi will be part of, part of this recast game. I have a smile on my face that is just crazy because I have been looking forward to this for weeks.
1: Okay,
0: I can't wait to hear who you come up with.
1: (laughs) Well, uh, why don't we why don't we start it? Um, uh, First of all, just going back to Black Landsman, did you realize who was playing Ron Stallworth? No, that's Denzel Washington's son, John David Washington. I had no idea. I had Mm -hmm. no idea. I remember when he was a running back, um, he, played, he played football. Uh, I think I'm UCLA or, or – no, no, he was at Morehouse. And he actually was signed as, with the Rams as an undrafted free agent. But I had no idea that he went into, into acting. But it's funny, as I was watching it, his voice sounded so familiar. And when you close yeah. your eyes and listen to him, he kind of sounds like Denzel. Oh,
0: this is high. the first I've heard Very of it.
1: Yeah. All right. So here's what we did with the Lebowski. <laughs> we took a deep dive. <laughs> we're, we're, we're doing Lebowski's uh, landlord. We're doing Dafino, the, uh, the uh, you know, brother Seamus. We're doing, we're doing uh, Knox Harrington. We're doing tree, Jackie Treehorn's thugs. Everybody, every, pretty much every character in the movie. And so what we're going to do is we're going to go down. We went from, you know, the major characters down to the minor characters. And we're going to start with the minor characters. We're going to each take our turn. We're going to pick somebody uh, associated with, um, with uh, baseball, either a player or, or personality or owner or writer, whatever. Anybody associated with baseball. Because that's what we do here in the cornfield. We, take, we, mar- we marry pop culture with, with uh, baseball. So we In we a are way that I've
0: never with, heard anybody
1: else do. <laughs> we're going to start off with Defino, uh, the brother Seamus himself, uh, played by John Polito. And uh, so what we're going to do, we're going to take turns. Every time we do one, um, I'll start off with this. You give me yours, and then for the next one, you start off, and then I'll give you. So kind of almost like a you know draft style. Uh, so Defino is a private investigator. You know, like I said, Brother Seamus, not an Irish monk. Um, he's tasked with spying on the dude. And he actually was hired by Bunny's parents um, to, I guess, find Bunny, uh, bring her back. Um, you know, she was a farm girl. How are you going to keep him down on the farm after they've seen Carl Hungus? Um, but the closest correlation... Closest baseball correlation I could find is, is is kind of has something to do with something that's happening or or something that uh, is relevant right now. Um, there was a catcher back in the back in the 30s, uh, a guy named Moberg, um, who after his baseball career he worked for the OSS as a spy during World War II. Uh, there's actually a new movie uh, coming out right now. Um, called uh, uh, I think it's called the Catcher Was a Spy. Yeah, Paul Rudd plays Moe Berg. Um, so I didn't to, this this one I wasn't going funny or, or you know you'll see some of them some of the ones that I'm going to pick are, are ridiculous. Um, but I really thought that <laughs> the actor John Polito and you know I try not to talk about you know the actor being who, who, who I'm picking, but you could almost picture that character being called Moe Berg. Instead of hmm. Defino, you know, he kind of looks like a like a Moe Berg, or in my head, that's what a Moe Berg would look like not not Paul Rudd, uh, especially you know being a catcher, and So because of their, you know, private investigator, spy, whatever, uh, I'm picking Moe Berg. See, you're off.
0: see, th- this is what I was afraid of. Can you hear me? I can hear you. Okay, this is what I was afraid of. What's that? You're, you're already so far ahead of me. <laughs> <laughs> so, because so, I'm thinking, oh, you know, I, I've got it. I've got it. And I was trying to think of somebody. Um, I'll, I'll tell you who, who I came up with. It was a, he, I, I think uh, DeFino was kind of a, 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 a wormy guy. Yes. Yeah. Um mm-hmm. and, uh, and, and a bit unusual. If you went up to his car, he was playing very unusual like music and but he was also a man of heft. And of the heft. person I came up Heft, he was a man of heft. And, hefty and, yes, and the person I came up with was former Major League Umpire Ken Kaiser.
1: <laughs> if <you're, laughs> okay.
0: If you remember Ken Kaiser.
1: I remember Ken okay. Kaiser was a big dude. Yeah,
0: and and he the was, thing about Ken
1: he was he was he was a big umpire umpire.
0: Yes. Yes, he was a big umpire. And the other thing that was interesting about Ken Kaiser was he was a wrestler. He was a professional really? wrestler before and after his umpiring career. Yes.
1: No idea. Had no idea. Yeah, no, that's interesting.
0: Before and and you know
1: me, I, I I I take a deep dive. I know I know about wrestling.
0: Yes, and the name of his book, which he wrote, <laughs> is "You're Out and You're Ugly Too." That was, that was the name of his book he wrote. So, so uh, I, I'm I'm already willing to give that to you for Moberg just because of the uh, well.
1: Well, I wouldn't worry about it too much because you're going to kick my ass on the next couple. Um, yeah. let's move on to Knox Harrington, uh, who was. An acquaintance of Maude Lebowski, um a tittering British man played by D- David Thewlis, um, also fluent in Italian, though as as, as the phone call would show. Um, who do you got for Knox Harrington? Okay,
0: so so the thing with Knox Harrington in the sh- in the in the movie is, I took he's only in one scene in the movie. One scene, yeah. But I I tried to think of somebody who was. Quirky and weird and confusing, and what is this guy doing here, and annoying as, hit, as shit. And and okay. I was so proud that I came up. I'm going to say a name, and I'm going to wonder if you know who it is. Okay? Because you remember when he's go giggling, and they go, like, what the hell is he laughing at? You know? <laughs> right. Okay? Yep. Z- Zach Hample.
1: Oh, the uh, the batting stance. Guy? No, no, wait. Is that the batting stance guy, or is that the guy that collects no, the baseballs?
0: That's the guy that collects the foul balls. You annoying... or, or foul balls, home runs, whatever. Right, right. He he he's the guy who jumps in front of everybody and steals their foul balls, and his whole right. life and is. Right, and doesn't feel it
1: doesn't feel bad about it. Yeah,
0: it doesn't feel bad about it. Right, right. So That's who I got for Nax Harrington. It's baseball related.
1: Baseball, absolutely baseball. Really. Okay. Uh, I, I'm going to move past this quickly because I got nothing. I basically picked okay. a, 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 a guy named um, – do you remember a pitcher named Danny Cox who played for – Of course, uh, St. Louis. St. St. Louis, yeah, yeah, yeah. Pretty good pitcher. I mean, you know, he, he, basically a 500 record. record. Um, he won 18 games for St. Louis in 1985, so, you know, he was a big part of that, that team. They, they were champions in 85, right? Mm-hmm. Or at least they got to the World Series. I forget. Oh no, no, they won. lost Can, to the Royals. The Can, Royals, yeah.
0: Right. Uh,
1: but the only reason I picked him is because he was born in England. So I got nothing. Let's move on. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Teddy Cox is born in England. Uh, the next one is Marty, um, uh, the dude's landlord. He was played by Jack Keller, and um, <laughs> Marty was <laughs> Marty was an interesting dude. He wanted to be, you know, just, just, he, he wanted to be well-liked, and he wanted to be friends with the dude. And he was friends with the dude. And yeah. he showed up at his dance quintet. Was it a quintet? I don't even know what yeah. the hell that thing was. Right. But, <laughs> but, again, I had no idea where to go with that. So I picked uh, David Ross, the former catcher. Uh, Strictly because he was on Dancing with the Stars and he was pretty terrible at it.
0: <laughs> okay.
1: okay, that's see, all I got. I'm very,
0: very, I'm very proud of this one, and I'll and I'll try to be quick because we have we have a lot to cover. The thing with Marty right. is okay, so he was relatively talented, you know. He, he tried to be talented, you know. You know he wanted everyone to go see his show. <laughs> John Goodman wore a suit to it because it was like a show and fucking crazy movie. Yes. And, but the, as bad and as weird as he was, you couldn't take your eyes off him because you wondered, what was he going to do next? And there was a guy, and, and I'm sure you know who, who he is and what he's known for. He was just weird and quirky. Say hey again. You remember Leo Mazone?
1: Hello, you're, you're, you're dropping off again.
0: Okay, you there? Yes. Do you know Leo Mazzoni?
1: Oh yeah, Leo Mazzoni, who was the oh my god, he he does have that kind of nervous little Yeah, Leo Mazzoni was the uh, was the pitching coach for the Braves during um,
0: Yes. Yeah, and he would uh, he, he would sit in the dugout and just rock and rock and rock and rock. Do you remember that? Yeah. Wait,
1: who's with the the man- I'm drawing a blank on the manager's link. Bobby Cox. That's weird. Bobby I picked Cox. Danny Cox, and you picked Bobby Cox. Yeah. Uh, a lot of cocks yeah. going around in this, in, in, this, in this pick right here.
0: <laughs> yes. So I went with, with uh, Leo Mazzone. I thought he was a Leo very Mazzone. good Marty. All right.
1: All right. That's a good one. All right. I'm glad we got past those three because um, I was pretty bad at him. Pretty bad at all all three of them, I, I, I thought. We're going to get, start getting a little bit more interesting now. So we're going to move on to Smokey, who um, mm-hmm. was in the bowling league with, uh, with the name three characters. Uh, he was played by uh, a musician named Jimmy Dale Gilmore, who I'm not really familiar with.
0: Um,
1: and I'm going to let you go first. Tell me about your Smokey.
0: Well, we did this already. Uh, or at least I did mine. Um, I didn't change yeah. it. I went, I went with Bill Lee, the former uh, pitcher. Um, right. He's a, he's a very strange guy. Very weird. I always thought he was a bit more of a, a, a pacifist, which is Smokey's main characteristic. It wasn't until right. you actually showed me that he had an edge and he wasn't as kind as he was, but what he's interviewed now, he's always, you know, you know, his nickname is the spaceman. He's definitely not a yep. prototypical major leaguer. So, you know, long hair. You know, not 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 very uh, not very typical. That's who I went with. But uh, did you stick with who you sent me? Yeah. So this is the first, and the only one that we
1: discussed previously. Um, I stuck with Sean Tracy, who was a relief pitcher for God, I guess the White Sox. Um, um, yeah, back in two thousand and six, and there was an incident uh, in June of that year. He was brought into a game. Um, for Chicago. They were down by eight runs. They were playing the Texas Rangers. And uh, and um, somebody who, I'm not going to mention the guy's name, but somebody who may come up earlier, later on in the show, was pitching for the Rangers, and he was a known headhunter. Uh, he had plunked uh, A.J. Brzezinski. I mean, God, can you blame him? Um, two times in the game. So, Ozzie Ian, old school as can be, was manager of, okay. of, uh, uh, of Chicago, uh, he basically instructed, brought Tracy in, and instructed him, "You're going to hit Hank Blaylock, who is, you know, coming up in the next, in the next inning." Um, so he half-heartedly tried to tried to hit him, but um, it was pretty bad. So um, he missed, and uh, then he just then he was able to get him out by he grounded out. So, um, but in the dugout. Gian uh, Ke- got into Tracy's face for not hitting Blaylock, and after the game, he was sent down to the minors, and he never pitched in the majors again. So that little sto- Stony was a little bit of a little bit of a you know footnote in history for being a pac- pacifist. John mm-hmm. you know, Tracy here footnote footnote <laughs> in baseball for. Uh, or you know the limited time he was he was with the big leagues in 2006 and why he didn't show up. Uh, feel free mm-hmm. to put uh, who is the pitcher for the Mets? Um, Sean Estes. Yes, Sean Estes. Feel free to think, say Sean Estes instead of instead of uh, Sean Tracy. But uh, it's a okay. uh, yeah. So our next grouping now, it's not just one, one, play, one person. It's going to be Jackie Treehorn and his two thugs. The two thugs were in the beginning of the movie, and they were a little bit later on. They are the ones that, uh, that were trying to, uh, I guess, Jackie, no, the, the, no, the Big Lebowski, uh, oh. owed Jackie Treehorn some money. Jackie Treehorn um, is a uh, known pornographer and, um, money and loan shark and uh, also trying to get into other businesses and and, and whatnot. But uh, Jackie Treehorn was played by Ben Gazzara, a great character actor. Uh, The two thugs were played by uh, Philip Moon uh, and Mark Pellegrino. Uh, Mark Pellegrino has has done a bunch of other stuff. I'm not really sure what Philip Moon has done. Um, So I'm going to give you my three people associated with it and my reasons why, uh, and like I said, we're going to do this also with the Nihilists. So, um, for Jackie Treehorn, I picked Lenny Dykstra. Um, both of them are despicable characters trying to act like respectable businessmen. I mean, you know, Treehorn treats objects like women, man. And, uh, and Dykstra's really no better. Just, just, just a thug in a suit. And, uh, not nearly as slick as, as Treehorn is, but, uh, but you know, trying basically, trying to trying to pull one over, and uh, and that's kind of how I saw um, Treehorn. and his two thugs. I kind of picked uh. a, a couple of enforcers the game that that have been in the game, different types. Uh-huh. Uh, Brian McCann, uh, who has definitely been uh, you know, the no fun police, uh, and you know one of the enforcers of the game's unwritten rules. Uh, over, over over his time in the in the majors, and the other one was the player that I mentioned uh, who had plunked uh, AJ Brzezinski twice, Vicente uh, Padilla, who um, he was obviously not a golfer, um, but he uh, <laughs> he uh, he was known for uh, for enforcing. Uh, the, the game retribution in the game in another way and uh-huh. he was a known headhunter and and just a despicable dude so i i, I went with like three despicable guys in, in my opinion and uh and, and that's and, and that's where I, I wound up with uh
0: treehorn and this thugs who you got god this is so great because i have something in a completely different direction but i still think it works
1: were you able okay. to find
0: a pornographer, a known pornographer? Um, <laughs> no, I, 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 you know, maybe Pete Rose. I, I mean, he had he had something with a minor. Pete Rose? But, um, yeah, well, Pete Rose. Pete Rose would have been with okay with a minor, but oh, I didn't think of that until just now. Okay, um, no. So I went in a different direction. If you were to explain Treehorn's personality. Hmm. Well, how would you how would you describe his personality? Is he successful?
1: Yes, cocky, confident, um, soft spoken. S- sure, but you know, uh, kind of you know, talks softly carries a big stick kind of guy. But weird.
0: Okay, do you remember oh, what he, he drew it. the little drawing? You know, <laughs> yeah, like during
1: the- yeah the drawing of the guy with the big
0: dick. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. So I went with someone who I've always. He's very successful, um, and he's just really – hey, we have some
1: weird yep, – we, we, we did have some guests on the call, and they left.
0: Yeah, yeah. I, um, my friend Jim's trying to get in. Okay. So um, uh, I went with John Henry, the Red Sox owner, because there's, there's something not quite right about that guy. There's something about now John Henry him. is the one that wears wears the bow ties all the time, right? And the the skinny skinny guy, bow tie, weird glasses, soft spoken, and he looks he's got that John D Rockefeller emaciated, creepy looking uh, look about him.
1: And, okay.
0: And and so he's successful like Jackie Tree. And I just look at him and his entire you know his entire wealth was on working in the stock market. And as you know, the stock market is kind of a zero sum game you make money it means someone lost money so so right. he had a little bit of uh, um, sleaziness I guess to him but but he was quiet about it and he, his baseball team was his enforcers that's, that's, that's what it is but the thing that freaked me out the most about John Henry this creepy old 69 year old man is I saw a picture of him recently with his wife <laughs> much much younger and, and he looked like a pornographer with her. <laughs> okay. So if, if you were to Google John Henry Weiss, he looks like this um, completely freaky skeleton-like man with a hot chick. So I had Jackie Tree on from him. For okay. Tree for Treehorn Thug 2, I'm going to go with Mark Pellegrino's role. I went with John Rocker. And the reason I went with okay. Rocker is Good because Mike Pellegrino, he's an <laughs> <laughs> He's an idiot. He has zero redeeming qualities, completely unrefined. And an idiot. Okay. Now yeah. for tree treehorn thug number one, Philip Moon, I'm gonna tell you who I went with, and I wanna know if you know why. You know the name Rick Bossetti? He was a Toronto Blue Jays outfielder in the seventies.
1: What's his name again?
0: Rick Bossetti.
1: No, I don't. Don't remember. Okay,
0: Rick Rick Possetti's claim to fame, believe it or not, is that he urinated in every outfield in every major league park, NL and AL.
1: <laughs> so uh, okay, and, he was the one that peed on the rug.
0: Uh, right, and Philip Moon was the one. who, At least I'm housebroken. <laughs> <Just> Philip Moon. <laughs>
1: Man, that's a shame. That that rug really tied the room together.
0: Right, but so that's how I came up with Rick Rick Bassetti. That's funny. Did I did that's I pass? Funny. Did I pass?
1: Oh yeah, he passed. He's okay. better better than mine. Better than mine. Well, okay. we're gonna move on to the to to, to the nihilists next. And uh, uh, before we do that, uh, and, and you're gonna go first, and you say you 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 hit these out of the park, and I'm excited yeah. to hear what you got. Um, I just want to briefly, okay. So there's something about the nihilists, uh, especially the, the dream sequence nihilists, uh, that um, I find fascinating. So do you remember them? Um, so you know they, they told they told the dude that they were you know they wanted some money. They were going to cut off this Johnson, um, and the dude uh, in, in in one of his dreams. Had a dream where they were chasing after him, wearing full red body suits, holding <laughs> these giant scissors, right? Chasing, chasing mm-hmm. after him. A um, couple things about that. First thing is, there's a painting in Maud Lebowski's house. Uh, one of Maud's painting, which is those exact giant scissors on a red background. So from his subconscious of seeing oh. that, that, kind of went to went into his dream. But there's something that I've always wondered about, and this is so me and so stupid. So there was a you – know, you've heard of, like, the Grimm fairy tales. Sure. Right? So sure. in 1845, there was there was a, a compilation of these old fairy tales. They weren't Grimm, but uh, it was called Der Peter*. And in one of those, there was a story of Little little Suckathon. And um, in Little Suck-A-Thumb, the, the, the kid who was in it was always sucking his thumb, and his parents warned him about the great, long, red-legged scissor man who was going to come and cut off cut off his thumb if he kept sucking his thumb. And, and uh, eventually this character, the great, long, red, red-legged scissor man, comes and cuts the kid's thumb off, you know. Uh, oh, German my God. German fairy tales were often a little mean, if, 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 if you ask me.
0: Was Hansel and Gretel but, uh,
1: one of them? <laughs> uh, Hansel and Gretel, I think was I think that was Graham
0: Grandmore. It might okay. be, you
1: know, yeah. But even like Hansel and Gretel that we know about was, wasn't nearly as like mean spirited as the original. Really right. bad. But anyway, there is a um, comic book author named Grant Morrison who, in 1989, took over uh, a, a comic book series called The Doom Patrol. And in it, there were these characters called the Scissor Men, who were based on the great long red leg, great, great long red legged Scissor Man from the their struel, Peter, and uh, they wore head to toe red body suits and had these giant scissors as hands. And instead of cutting off Johnsons or thumbs, they were uh, they would they, they basically would cut people out of reality. It was like a very um, it was it was like a very uh, I don't even know what you know uh, a fantastic version you know uh, this guy this this guy Grant Morrison was you know wrote about some pretty strange stuff and and the scissormen were one of the strangest things that he that he wrote about but anyway I always wondered if the Cohen brothers had read or heard about Destrual Peter or had, had read them. the doom patrol they seemed uh, they, they you know, to 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 come up with these things I've never heard them mention it anywhere it's just something that I've always wondered wondered about so uh that's my little that's my little nihilist story and uh that that um, is so yeah you know, uh, first of all uh, the nihilists are supposedly uh you know people they don't care about anything um, they weren't truly truly nihilists because obviously they cared about the money the money and uh I'm going to let you start. Uh, we've got four of them. We've got three the three men who we see most often, and then we've got, uh, they're played by Peter Stormare, Flea, and a guy named Torsten Vogues. Um, and then the fourth nihilist is played by um, musician Amy Mann, and she's the one who gives up a toe. I can get you a toe. I can get you a toe right now. Uh, she's the one who gives <laughs> up a toe uh, for the With whole nail polish. pre- Pretense of,
0: of the uh, bunny's kidnapping.
1: So uh, I've talked
0: enough. You go. Okay. Well, uh, Casey's uh, just for the heck of it, Casey, uh, my buddy, is uh, is in the show, is in the room, and he's saying, I, I am chatting in complete isolation, can't see or hear anyone else. Woot. But he might have an Apple computer, and we know the issues okay. with iPads. Okay. okay. So never so be a. Oh, <laughs> whatever. Okay. So. Nihilist one, I went really, really, I think, simple. Uh, I took a look at Nihilist one, Peter Stormare. Um, mm-hmm. I looked at him as a aggressive. Uh, he, was, he was probably the most aggressive of the Nihilists. Um, and, uh, and I went with uh, a guy who looked like him, who had the same aggression, blonde and angry, and I went with A.J. Burnett. Uh, okay. An angry blonde, um, uh, nihilist, you know, <laughs> you, you know, so that's, that's who I went with. Okay. Um, okay. Uh, let's see. Where is, I just closed it out. Oh no. Okay. For, for Torst, Torsten Vogues, um, I just went by his weird look and I went with Kent to just cause he looked like it. <laughs> Okay.
1: okay, he was
0: the most quiet of the nihilists. You know, was he the one with the weasel? Uh, well, I thought
1: it was Vogues who threw through the right. <laughs> marmot. Nice marmot. Uh, right, I thought it right. was Vogues who did, but, but I, I I don't know. Could have been. That's what I said. Any of Vogues
0: them. is the one who threw, the, who threw it in. Oh yeah. Right? Okay. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And and it just Kent Ken strikes me as the type of guy that would have a weasel. But aside from that. <laughs> Is that a weasel, it's a ferret, or something like that. <laughs> okay. Hmm. Uh, for nihilist four, uh, Amy Mann. Um, well, no, you
1: didn't pick. You didn't pick, a, you didn't pick oh, the Oh, I'm on, going uh, back
0: to that. That's my favorite okay. one. Okay. Okay. So I, I, that was the one I had the most trouble with. I had such trouble. I, I mean, it wasn't until eight o'clock tonight that I finally came up with with one. Okay. Now, Amy Mann was only in one scene in the movie, the diner scene, right?
1: Wingenberry pancakes.
0: And she yeah. was a very weird-looking woman, you know, very skinny, very weird. There was, but, but she did sacrifice for the, for, the, for the nihilists by giving up a toe. Sure. Yeah. So there was a pitcher in the 2003 Detroit Tigers, the worst team in our lifetime. Um, named Nate Cornejo. Yeah, Nate
1: Cornejo. I remember him, yeah.
0: Okay, Nate Cornejo had complete alopecia. He had no hair anywhere on his body. Okay. He was he was a weird-looking guy. You know, like the guy from Weird Science and The Hills Have Eyes. Um,
1: yeah, yeah. You because um,
0: yeah, you're that yeah, type just, of guy. I used to know his name. I can't remember it now. But <laughs> You know, but, but that isn't all. So it wasn't just a weird look. Nate Cornejo, like Amy Mann, was sent out to sacrifice for the team. The 2003 Tigers were the worst team I have ever seen. They had no pitching, no hitting. I think they won 43 games. It was, it was atrocious. And the fact that Alan Trammell was their manager in a Hall of Famer just bothered me. But I went with Cornejo because he sacrificed his arm so the team could get through the season. He pitched 200 innings, lost 20 games, and probably never pitched again. So that Hopefully. was the sacrifice. Okay. Weird-looking guy who sacrificed for the good of the team. For Flea, who was an overexcited, hyperactive, annoying, you know, runt, just like the real Flea, I went with Eric Burns. <laughs> Need I say more? He might be the most hyperactive player,
1: ex-player ever. Do you know what he's yes. doing right now? Have you heard about it? Uh,
0: he's the umpiring thing, where he's with the hearing and the umpiring.
1: No, he is trying to break a Guinness World Record uh, by golfing the most holes in a 24-hour period. he will oh be doing God, it this I summer. Don't... He's going to be doing this summer. The summer on the summer solstice, when the you know the longest day of the year. Yeah, uh, he's going to be starting at some four or something o'clock in the morning, and he's going to go until whatever. And he picked one. It's got a, it. You know the. Uh, it, it's a world record that's held, I think, s- since like the '80s or something like that. And uh, he's doing it for charity, and um, he's got a Golf—it's—it's it's something like you know, like four minutes a hole, and uh, and basically he's just running and he's using one club. He's using a, um, a a women's seven iron, and basically you know, running up to the ball and hitting it as he's running. You know, it doesn't matter what the score is, just that he's got to get it into the hole. Uh, you know, at, at the end, and that's and that seems like something Eric Burns would, would be good at because he's a hyperactive motherfucker.
0: Oh God. Okay. So, l- 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 for the sake of time, I want to hear yours.
1: All right. Um, so I'm going to give you my Amy Man first, and, I, and again, I uh, I'm reaching out of uh, you know current events, uh, and I picked Blake Snell, uh, who just injured his toe with a granite block coming out of the shower. <laughs> uh uh, two weeks ago two weeks ago but i was gonna go different and i was gonna pick toe nash just for the whole toe connection and uh we all on this show we we love ourselves some toe nash toe nash was a crazy baseball mythic story that came out of louisiana back in the early 90s and uh it never really panned out, but uh, but yeah, I just went all with Toe. For the three main nihilists, though, um, do you remember? I mean, they were together. They were nihilists. They were German, um, but do you remember what they did prior to being nihilists?
0: I'm were, not just yeah, talking okay, about Autobahn.
1: Autobahn, yes, they were. They, they met. They were. In, they were in a band together. They went in a, a German techno band called Bon. So I went with musicians. And uh for Nihilist number no. one, played by Peter Stormare, I picked Danny McLean, uh a pitcher from the uh from the Tigers in the sixties. Uh, uh he was an organist. He actually was signed to a record deal. And keyboards were big, big with uh, techno pop back in the uh back in the eighties. So I, I just you know, I wanted to, I wanted to have an organist there. Uh, he um, released an album of lounge music in uh, 1969. I had no idea about that. Um, I, I had no for idea the, either. For the other two, it doesn't really matter in which order they are, but I picked Bronson Arroyo, who... Um, good, uh, good, because I was uh, wondering was, why you didn't take it for was, number one. Was, was, was an odd duck that uh, played guitar and sang. And, and for the third one, Aubrey Huff, who... Uh, least a couple of country music records and I can only imagine them being terrible, just like I would imagine, um, Autobahn <laughs> being terrible. So, uh, uh-huh. so that's, that's what I, that's where I went with the nihilists because like I, I think said, I they weren't really not, they weren't really nihilists. You know, they they, they cared about stuff, cared about some money. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> I'm
0: sorry. All I right, now we're gonna we're now.
1: gonna start moving into the the meat of the uh, of the uh, characters now. Um, the next one up is uh, Bunny Lebowski, played by Tara Reid. Um, I read somebody. Oh, Charlize Theron had had uh, had read for the part, oh. which would have been early Charlize Theron. Interesting. Um, this one's gonna be a bit of a reach and a little stupid, and I only picked it for one reason and one reason alone, but. Uh, uh, Bunny is the kind of don't give a fuck partier, kind of at all costs. Uh, I went with David Wells, mostly because okay. thinking of David Wells as a young party girl makes me laugh. Uh, I'd like to see him floating around on, in, in the pool there, asking asking to uh, you know suck the dude's cock for hundred you know hundred bucks or whatever. I forget how much how much it was. Uh, uh.
0: <laughs> didn't didn't Brandt have to uh pay to watch or something? Yeah, Brandt would have to pay to watch, yeah. Oh uh, so, okay. I mean, um
1: Brandt's coming okay. up next.
0: Okay. What's that?
1: Brandt is coming up next. Yes. But yes. your yeah, your your choice for Bunny would be
0: Well, I went uh with Jose Leaned. Jose and leaned, for a couple of reasons. Infielder? You remember? Yes, the little infielder, nicknamed Chico. The Pirates? Yes. Okay. Yes. And uh, it's it's for reasons you you may not may not know. It's a little story about Jose Leend. Jose Leand was a bit of a lunatic. Okay. okay. Sort of like Bunny, a little short, you know, lunatic. And Jose Lean was once in Florida and he got into a car accident. Um, okay. And you remember Bunny, she crashed her car at the end in the movie? Yep. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but, and Jose Lean left the scene of the accident. And when the cops pulled him over, they not only found that he had an uh, empty six pack and cocaine. But he had been driving okay. without, anybody he had been driving naked. <laughs> and, and I okay. found that to be just very interesting. I'll say. <laughs>
1: that is funny. The, uh, just, I, think I think your bunny's your better than mine. Although, like I said, I really would like to picture David Wells as a young party girl.
0: But just just Trophy the white. idea. Just the idea of of watching um watching uh uh watching um, what's his name? Uh Jose Lean pulled over. H- how does that even happen? I
1: don't know. That's it's kind of reminds me a little bit of Miguel Cabrera's, when he was pulled over and waving the whiskey bottle at the cops saying, you know who I am? Uh-huh. I don't yep. know how it all happened. So, so
0: that's how I, all that's right, next, what I came up with.
1: Next on our list is tied very, t- very closely to Bunny and Brant, the aforementioned Brant, played by Philip Seymour Hoffman. Um, mm. He's the assistant to the Big Lebowski. And about as smarmy as they as they can be. Uh, probably knows where all the bodies are buried, though. Too though. So uh, who do you got as
0: uh, brand? Well, you you just kind of you know said something that <clears throat> that that made me uh, that that helped me pick who I picked. Okay. Um, and uh, it was just something that I went with. Um, and do you recall uh, Donald Fear? Donald Fear, yeah, he was uh, the head of the baseball he, union. Yeah, Donald Fear, the head of the baseball union. Uh, but that's who I that's who I picked for Brandt. Uh, he was Marvin Miller's okay. little right hand man. He did whatever he was supposed to do. Did whatever he was told, you know. And, and while Brandt was very likable, I just looked at Donald Fear as kind of a, kind of a worm, kind of a weasel. Uh, okay. He had that look about him. So, so that's that's. I, I kind of punted on this because I just couldn't wait to hear who you had. But at least I had to come up with one, and that's who I came up with.
1: I came up with um, a woman by the name of Lori Keck. Have you ever heard of oh. who Lori Keck is? Oh, <laughs> it's just oh. <laughs> Lori Keck was Bud Selig's private secretary.
0: Oh my God.
1: He hired her because prior to that, for his hi- entire career, she was Vince Lombardi's private secretary. And Vince Lombardi being loud and bombastic, kind of like the big Lebowski. Uh, and Seelig was a slimy little shit, um, which you know Big Lebowski is as well. And she was the gatekeeper. The, they said pretty much the only one. That really knew what was going on with 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 the tool. She knew where the bodies were buried. She was she was she was the gatekeeper to both of them, just like Brant was the gatekeeper to uh, to the Big Lebowski. So uh, yeah, no, I'd never heard of Lori Keck before I started looking looking look, you know, looking this up, but I find it pretty amazing that two men, different sports, both associated with Wisconsin, of course, you know, uh, uh-huh. Green, Bay, Green Bay Packers and and. Uh, and the Milwaukee Brewers um, had the same private
0: secretary for most of their professional careers.
1: Pretty amazing, right?
0: That's 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 outstanding. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna hand you the trophy on that one. <laughs>
1: You're gonna hand me the trophy on the next one, by the way, too. The Big Lebowski is next, played by David Holliston. Um, I'm just gonna jump right into this. I'm picking Raúl montesi Um,
0: I have no idea. You remember why?
1: You remember Raul Mondesi, right? Obviously played for uh, mostly, you know, we might remember him as as a rookie of the year for the uh, the Dodgers, but he He, bumped around a bit. Yes, yes. Um, Do you know what Raul Mondesi did after his baseball career? Uh, Not at all. Um, He... Served it's as mayor I'm of about San to. Cristobal. Mayor of San Cristobal. Okay. Um, town in, in and city in the um, Dominican Republic, where he's from. He is currently serving eight years in prison for corruption and mishandling of funds during his term <laughs> as mayor.
0: Okay.
1: I'm not saying that he stole from the Little Mondesi Urban Achievers. Wow. Uh, but he did uh, abscond with funds that were earmarked for other things, uh, just like the big Lebowski uh, absconded with funds that were meant for the you know little little uh, Lebowski urban achievers. Achieve um, urban achievers. Urban achievers, um, and uh, and was trying to pin it on on this fake uh, kidnapping of Bunny Lebowski. Um, Ooh. There never was any money, dude. Um, so, yeah, so Raul Mondesi, the big Mondesi, as I like to call him, uh, is, my, is my choice for the big Lebowski. So, uh, yeah, you're just going to want to give up on that one.
0: Well, yeah, I I, I, I am going to give up on that one. Um, I think I, I, I said the other day um, who my choice was. It slipped out. Um, oh, uh, picked, Marge Schott. Yeah, I picked Marge Schott. A loud, boisterous, okay. obnoxious, uh, 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 heavy-set individual who had absolutely nothing to do with what they what she had. That's that's uh, that's how I came up with Marge shot.
1: Okay. I don't recall if, uh, if the Big Lebowski was racist at all in, in, uh, in the movie, but, uh, but she certainly was. <laughs> um, all right, up next. Now we're starting to get into the bowling section of, of the movie. Uh, Jesus, the Jesus, Jesus Quintana, played by, uh, mm-hmm. not Jesus, I'm sorry. He is the Jesus uh, Quintana, played by John Totoro. And there's actually a Jesus um, movie out there that was made several years ago that I have not seen. I don't know if you've seen it. But uh, John John Totoro also playing uh, Jesus Quintana. Man, that creep can roll. Really? Yeah. yeah. So, um, uh, famous pederast and excellent bowler and uh, nemesis of, of the dude and Walter and Donnie. Who do you got? As, as the Jesus?
0: Um, well, there was a guy in baseball who, he wasn't a pederast. He okay. was, uh, he, but, but he was a problem, and he had a violent temper, and he reminded me of him. Julian Tavares. Julian Tavares, yes, I remember him. Was, uh, was a pitcher, uh, and he, uh, he would constantly cause problems wherever he went. Um And, uh, you know, the, the, what, where does it say? Uh, when you go to a club, you just. I, I don't want to come up with some of his quotes because I'm just looking at them right now. Uh, but between drugs and problems and fighting and throwing baseballs at his teammates, you know, he was, he was pretty much a big cock in, in the right. game. I don't know
1: what I picked him for but I picked Julian Tavares for one of the other movie recast games that we did. And I think it was strictly upon his looks. Cause he had that like crazy pock box face, right? Yes. Just a really ugly
0: dude. <laughs> hate to put it mildly. Yes.
1: I think he had done something with, with, uh, with, with, uh, the Red Sox too, that really, uh, it was either with the Red Sox or the Cardinals. I forget. I, I forget what it was, but, uh, Yes. But, yeah, I picked him for something else. I went, uh, <laughs> you said you didn't want to pick someone who was a pederast. Well, I, I went and did. I went Louis Polonia. Uh, you remember Louis Polonia, right? The uh, outfielder oh, for the Yankees. Fifteen-year-olds, dude. Fifteen-year-olds, dude. Fifteen-year-olds. Uh, yeah, he years? was, uh, no, no, well, in, in, the, um, in the movie, it's uh, 12-year-olds, dude. But, uh, 12 year old. no, he too. was, okay. Yeah, but he was, no, Polonia uh, was arrested for being with a 15 year old. Uh,
0: uh,
1: and, you know, I was thinking Chad Curtis uh, would have been another good one, but uh, I figure, you know, stick with the Latino background of of the Jesus, uh, Lou Polonia, a little bit older than, than, than how, uh, how the Jesus liked him, but, uh, but yeah, 15 year olds do.
0: That's good. I, I, you know what? Maybe I was afraid to, to, uh, to Google, you know, pederists on my work computer. <laughs> they, that's probably it.
1: All right. Now we're up to uh, Theodore Donald Donny Karabatzis, uh, played by uh, Steve Buscemi. Mm-hmm. Um, Donny was a good bowler, and a good man. He was one of us. He was a man who loved the outdoors and bowling. And as a surfer, he explored the beaches from Southern California, from La Jolla to Leo Carrillo, and up to uh, Pismo. It's because of the surfing that I picked Daniel Norris.
0: Uh, oh, current no. pitcher with
1: Current pitcher with the uh, – I, I think he's still with the Detroit Tigers.
0: Tigers, yeah, he's uh, injured, yeah. But yeah.
1: Famously uh, was living in a van down by the river when he was first signed by Toronto, uh, and he would basically – in the off season, just drive in his van and surf the waves from La Jolla to Leo Carrillo and up to Pismo. Now he spent a lot of time on the East Coast too and surfed down in South Carolina and in Florida. But uh, Daniel Morris is my guy. Who you got?
0: Um, the thing that the thing that I, I noticed most about Donnie is he was a he was a sweet guy. But sweet, He um, very sweet. He, he was very sweet, but he was also very um, fragile. He was a talented guy, okay. but he was very, very fragile. He had a, bit, he had a bad heart. So I you went got a man down, Jim dude. I, so, so I went with Jim Eisenreich, if you remember. Jim
1: Eisenreich. Oh, yeah. He was the one who had the. Uh, um, he was stressed out about. Um, he, had a, he had a lot of anxiety.
0: Yes, he, he would actually, in the middle of a game, be known to freak out and have panic attacks and, in the middle of a baseball game, just run away from center field into the dugout and rip all of his clothes off in the dugout.
1: As one does.
0: That's what he, no, because he couldn't. He had panic attacks, and he would just run into the dugout, and he would rip all of his clothes off and be in the, uh, in the, um, in the runway. Uh, at Minnesota, the stadium, completely naked, uh, uh, freaking out, panic attack. Yeah. Uh, that's who I went with. All right. And I'm impressed. That's a good one, too.
1: With... hey, okay. You're impressed with who?
0: I'm impressed with myself. Oh, okay. Well, that's a good one. I like it. Okay. Uh,
1: next, up, next up, we have Maude Lebowski. Uh, Can
0: I just say mine to get it out of the way?
1: Well, Well, you're you're going first anyway. Played by Julianne Moore. Um, I know you had a rough time with this one, so go first. Uh, I think I got a pretty good one.
0: Okay. So she had so many different facets of her her character. I could have gone in so many different ways. The fact that she was an artist. The fact that she Mm -hmm. came from money. The fact that she... um, you know, was a very confident and uh, and relatively aggressive, sorry about the dog, uh, very confident and relatively aggressive, strong-willed woman. Uh, but I went with the she red she, hair. She
1: knew what she wanted.
0: Yes. You went with her? I just went with the red hair, and I couldn't think of anybody else. I had to go with Clint Frazier because I looked at him as being a very aggressive but good person. He's a very Christian person. Um, Okay. High morale, and, of course, the weird red haircut.
1: (laughs) (laughs) All right. Uh, Yeah, I dug a little deeper. Um, Maude was her own person, definitely. She's a bit of a wild card. Um, Likes many different... uh, Her... her, uh, Her... Life is pretty much uh, eclectic all over the place. She's a painter, um, uh, just like Knox Harrington speaks fluent Italian. That has nothing to do with who I picked. But uh, I'm picking a, 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 a pretty recent player um, who was also a bit of a wild card. Uh, do you remember the relief pitcher, Drew Storen? Drew Storen from, Ter-
0: from uh, um, was it Washington? Washington Nationals.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. He was a he was closer for them for a few years. I don't even know if he's out. Where are you going but, uh, with this? He was a strange dude. He worked out with Bikram hot yoga. Um, he uh, famously turned his own car, his car that he bought, into a Batmobile. Um, but mostly, why I picked him is he was an accomplished painter. Uh, his work has been described as penisul. Uh, some are uncomfortable with the very word itself, penis. <laughs> no, <laughs> I'm just joking about that. Vagina. Uh, <laughs> much, my work has been described as vaginal. Some people are uncomfortable with the very word, vagina. Um, no, his work has not been described as penis I just thought that, would, that was something funny to say. But, uh, no, he, um, he, he, uh, during the season, during the off season would, would paint a lot. Uh, Batman and, uh, Christian Bale himself an American Psycho. Um, or some of his subjects that he, that, that he painted. And, uh, but he was, just, he was just an odd doctor that, that, you know, went to the beat of his own drummer, you know? And, uh, that uh-huh. kinda seemed like who Maud was to me. So, um, that's my Maude. We're going to move on now to basically, it. Top, the, yeah, that was, uh, I, that was a pretty good one, I think. Um, to the, basically the top four characters in, in, in the film. Um, We've got uh, our narrator, uh, the Stranger, played by Sam Elliott, um, who only shares, I think, one scene with uh, with with the rest of the characters towards the end of the movie. But the movie starts off with his his narration talking about a certain you know man, certain time and place. Um, so um, I went with someone. He was the narrator of this tale. I went with someone who's been the narrator of baseball our entire lives, Vin Scully. So Somebody with a golden voice, someone who was able to put turn a good phrase, uh, sometimes, you know, sometimes the bar, sometimes you eat the bar, sometimes the bar, well, he eats you. Um, took me a while to figure out that he was meant bear instead of bar. Uh, in, in, in that quote but uh vince scully is my is, is my narrator uh vince scully is my stranger who you
0: got well um you know i i this is this is your thing this uh, this whole lebowski i mean like you said you you lived a life but i i, I actually think so these last four or five i i just said you know what, these I'm, last three I'm,
1: actually I, I actually we only have two more after this we only have
0: walter and the dude after after the stranger I figured there's no way I'm going to beat you. I really tried, but I said there's, there's right. no way. So, so, but I, 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 totally got you on this one. Okay. So you got somebody.
1: You got somebody as the narrator better than Vince Scully. I do. All right,
0: me here. So you think you think a- of and, somebody and, and, and allow me to and, and allow me to to retort. So, the narrator was generally a quiet person, except. He was soft-spoken, but yet intelligent, um, had a fabulous mustache. Sure. And he had a bit of a southern droll to him, you would say, you know, right?
1: Well, you know, he asked him if it was an eastern thing, and he said, uh, far from it. Just, you know,
0: he was a he was the <laughs> western. Yeah. So I came up with, and I'm proud to present, Catfish Hunter.
1: Catfish Hunter. Okay.
0: I can see Catfish Hunter as the dude. And as far as as far as Catfish Hunter, do you remember his famous quotes? No. Sun don't shine on a dog's ass all day.
1: I <laughs> can be like what did him too, yeah.
0: What did he say? Like what did he say about Reggie Jackson? What's the difference between God and Reggie Jackson? God doesn't think he's Reggie Jackson. <laughs> that's funny. that yeah. so, that's so a Good one. one. Good one.
1: one. I, I'm, I'm standing. I'm standing by my uh, my narrator, uh, you know, Vince Scully. But uh, but uh, okay. I, I, I like it. I like it. That's a good one. All right, we got the two okay. main characters coming up, and we're going to wrap this up. Uh, Walter Sobchak is played by John Goodman. Uh, Walter, and you're going to go first. But Walter was a um, Vietnam vet, um, and uh, the dude's best friend. And, uh, he, he, he's someone who can go on and on, Cammie. So I'm going to let you go and, and tell me who you pick for, for, uh, for Walter subject. So I
0: tried to think of, by the way, I have to go first for the next few because you have to close out with the dude because mine is, is, is just not there. But, okay. but when I, when I went with Walter subject, I said, okay, sunglasses kind of, you know, has got that cool, you know, false sense of dominance or, or something, but generally a sweet right. person, but yet very fiery. And I thought the line, this is what happens when you try to, what did he say? When, when he fuck a stranger you what?
1: Try to fuck a stranger in, in, in the ass.
0: And I tried to think who would deliver that line the best.
1: Uh-huh. And
0: I came up with Earl Weaver. <laughs> Earl Weaver <laughs> I'm glad I made you laugh. Earl Weaver, generally lovable, especially recently. Soft spoken, you know, guy, but the craziest. Earl Weaver ever. could get you a toe. Earl
1: Weaver could get you a toe right now. <laughs> <laughs> he was known. He was known for good pitching the three run homer and being able to get you uh, a toe right now.
0: With, with nail polish, right? With nail polish, so <laughs> I'm staying. I'm staying. Right, I'm finishing my coffee. Join
1: my coffee. I'm staying.
0: <laughs> so, uh, so that's who I came up with.
1: Uh, mine, mine is going to be short and sw- simple. I picked Rod Carew. Uh, uh,
0: uh, what? Why?
1: Because <laughs> he converted. Oh my God! <laughs> you know the Adam Sandler song. Oh <laughs> Hall my of God. Famer Rod
0: Carew—he
1: converted. You didn't. <laughs> oh yeah, oh I, my uh,
0: God.
1: <laughs> I went for the easy. I went for the easy laugh. Uh, oh.
0: Well,
1: <laughs> Walter converted for his uh, ex-wife, and uh, you know, six thousand years of history from uh, from Moses on down to Sandy Koufax. You know. <laughs> Uh, he would, and he does. He does not roll on Shabbat, and uh, I assume Rod Crew would not would not roll on Shabbat as, as well. Showmershavis. Showmersh. He's
0: Wow, I am relieved. Okay, because I am. I am relieved. <laughs> I really, really am. Because I was so happy with some of these. Okay. So
1: <laughs> now we're up to the dude. This is where we're at.
0: You remember when I was in the car with you the other I was I was driving and you and I were texting well I shouldn't say I was driving and texting but I was in traffic so and I couldn't come up with the dude and talking to you and all of a sudden and I it got came, it it
1: came it came to you
0: Yep Right I I had four to choose from I knew you, I wasn't going to. You, you can't say all four because
1: one of them might be mine. So, so, so just give me give me the one that you that you pick, and then after I give you mine, you can give me the other three. I
0: there? went with Daniel. I went with Daniel Norris. You went with Daniel the Norris, whole, who I picked
1: for I, who I picked for uh, oh, Donnie Carabasas.
0: I went with Daniel Norris not because of the surfing so much as just the comfortable in his own skin, living both, free you know, spirit. Had, free spirit, living in his van, uh, traveling around, you know, uh, making friends with people. That's Daniel Norris.
1: From the beaches of Southern California, from La Jolla to Leo Carrillo and up to Pismo.
0: I am, I am absolutely, as soon as you said him before, I was like, oh my God, this just, I felt like, Warren Beatty when he opened up and read the wrong Oscar thing, you know. All <sighs> right. Okay. All right.
1: All right. Yeah. So the dude, played by Jeff Bridges, which, you know, we, we, we've, of course, talked about. Um, what does the dude care about most? His rug? Bowling. His white Russians? No, no. At his heart, he's a bowler. He listens right. to the recording of bowling balls, knocking down pins, laying on his rug. It's kind of a concerto, hanging with his buddies at the lanes. He's a bowler. So is Mookie Betts. Mookie Betts is the dude. You know that Mookie Betts has been a professional bowler. Yep. And has rolled three hundred here's here's something funny about the movie. As much as the dude cares about bowling, and we see scenes of bowling and, and whatnot. Even in the dream sequence, you never actually—you never actually see the dude bowl himself. Right. In the dream, in the dream sequence, it's Maud throwing the ball, and he's helping her out. Uh, you see Donnie bowl. Uh, I don't believe you ever see Walter bowl, but you see the Jesus bowl. Um, but you never see—you never see—you uh, never see the dude bowl. But uh, because of his love of bowling, because of Mookie Betts' love of bowling, I'm going Mookie Betts is the dude. And it was literally Mookie, the first
0: one, Mookie Betts. Mookie Betts won the Celebrity Professional uh, Tournament. He has rolled yep. 300 games. Yes, he was one of the four. He was but, one of your four? Yes. I can take it. Your I can show you a picture of my screen.
1: No, oh, I, yeah. I believe, I believe you. Who are the other other two that you picked?
0: Ah, oh, they're not good. They're not good. Um, I'm, 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 <laughs> and I'm gonna and, and I'm gonna tell you, not good, uh, not good. No, I, you know, not I'll great, Bob. You. <laughs> you so you know that scene? <laughs> oh, not, yeah, great, yeah. not great, Bob. not great, Bob. So so uh, the the I went with Daniel Norris just because of the peacefulness of it all and I'm sticking with it. Right. Um there were there were there were two other people who I thought were all American, chill, cool guys. One of them was Rick Monday. You know, Rick Monday,
1: uh, right? Yeah.
0: Rick Monday. I thought he'd be a good, you know, uh good Jeff Labaski. I really I thought he would be a good dude. Um okay. I was actually looking up baseball players, nickname dude, John Stearns, Doug Griffin I, nobody, John nobody Stern was dude, that. yeah, yeah, dude, yeah. dude Sterns.
1: Yeah,
0: yeah. Yep, and, and the other one I came up with, you might just because of the way he looked and the way he was. Do you remember Khalil Green?
1: Khalil Green, infielder. yeah, he was
0: a infielder for the Padres. He was
1: grew up in Key West, which uh, one of the one of the few um, uh, ball players to have grown up in Key West. But the thing that I most remember about Khalil Green is his religion. He was a...
0: That's right. Oh,
1: you probably have it written down someplace, don't you?
0: I don't, but it was a very unusual Buddhist or something. Unusual uh, yeah, religion.
1: It's, not, it's, it's not Buddhist. It's... It's, it's, it's,
0: uh, it's something same,
1: with an M. Uh, I'm going to look it up. But, um, yeah, he was... Um, I don't know if you remember. Uh, you, you know, do you ever see the uh, TV show The Office? Uh, the actor who plays Dwight is Rain Wilson. Yes. Yeah, okay. um, they, they both belong to the sa- to the same re- same religion. Um, he's a Baha'i. It's called uh, the Baha'i faith, okay. and uh, and the Baha'i faith is uh, um, started in. I think it started in India, uh, uh, someplace, but uh, it teaches the essential worth of all religions and, and the all equality of all people. And, uh, and I think it initially started in Persia, which is now Iran, uh, mm-hmm. where a lot of religions, Zoroastrianism, and and, and, and a lot of other religions started. Um, but yeah, he's he's Baha'i, and uh, I believe that's how you pronounce it. Um, but yeah, well, uh, so yeah, I, I guess because of the Zen quality of, of of Khalil Green, who, by the way, had to leave baseball because of anxiety. That's right.
0: That's right. Yeah. That's right.
1: That's why I couldn't similar take him to, to similar to like I, similar to Eisenreich. Yeah. Yeah. He had a, yeah. he had a social anxiety disorder. I thought I,
0: too. I looked at who, I know
1: way too much about Khalil Green by the way. The, the fact that I knew that he was from Key West and and, uh, and, and, and his religion but I, I just kind of found, found it found it fascinating that uh, somebody from Key West made it, to the, uh, made it to the majors.
0: But he had depth and the dude, a simple person, you know I, you know he he just you know he took having a baby with Maud in stride you know as soon as he found that he didn't have to have any responsibility. And when I knew that Khalil Green, I remember he was blonde, long hair, very Zen. Um, But uh, I thought originally he left the game because it was about being too competitive and maybe a little violent, and it went against his religion. I didn't realize it until research today that it was social anxiety. So I I can't remember. Yeah, he was a guy
1: that I always uh, rooted for. Well, as I mentioned in the write-up to the show, this was a truly grandiose and stupid idea. And we came up with some grandiose and stupid choices, uh, one that I'm sure that you're going to focus on over the next day or two and uh, maybe post up, you know, on, on an email to our friends to see who won. Uh, but I'd be perfectly happy giving you the victory on this one. Uh, uh, I'm going to disagree with you on a, on, on a few of them, but uh, but uh, really, wasn't about who wins, who loses. Really, we're just here to abide. You know. <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh,
1: all right. Is there anything else you wanted to wrap up with? Not at all. Not at all right. Maybe all. we're going to try to do a few a few more of these a little bit more often. Um, you can find us uh, on TalkShoe here. Um, it's going to get posted to iTunes, I think, tomorrow. If, if it still does that, I have no clue. We haven't done this in two years. Um, and you can find us on Twitter and, and uh, just the Cornfield.com, which is a website you probably haven't updated in a couple of years, right? That's correct. Yeah. So i um, update it now. The... What's that?
0: I'll have to yeah, update it now.
1: Yeah, I'll send you my I'll send you my list. So just so you remember exactly who I picked. Thank you. All right, and that's it. Thank kids, say say goodnight to to everyone out there in the in the cornfield. Night, night, everybody. <laughs> <You can chime laughs> and in. we'll catch up to you next time. We'll check. Take care. Peace.
0: With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere.